Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. It is my heart to help you all overcome the real life challenges that you're facing, but in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host and life coach, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Ladies, I have to tell you about this incredible subscription box that my friend Megan Watley makes for Christian Teen Girls. If you love getting gifts and growing closer to God, you are going to want to check out this box by The Beautiful Movement. These boxes ship out every other month with a different theme each month containing four to six different gifts. The gifts include something for your faith, for fun, for fashion, and even a gift you can share with friends or family members. And the best part is the November box is available for purchase right now. The theme is Fall in Love and is designed to help you fall in love with God and with His Word. To grab your box, head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com and enter the code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, to save 15% on your first box. All right, ladies, so this week we are going to start a special series over the rest of this month and next month. We're going to be doing multiple Ask Me Anything episodes. These questions are special, though, because these are the questions that the ladies asked me during Uncommon Live that we actually did not get to during the conference because there were so many questions that were asked. And speaking of Uncommon Teen Live, if you haven't marked it in your calendar yet, mark your calendars for December 1st, 2023, because the tickets go on sale. So this week's Ask Me Anything episode is all about influencing. And I have three questions that were asked to me during the conference that are all about being an influencer. The first question is, how do you influence others at school without them influencing you? The next question, how do you show the love of Jesus to others, but not become best friends when you're being nice because they're not a good influence? And then the third question is, how do you stand out from the world? So to get started, let's answer the questions. What is an influencer? What is influence? And are you really an influencer? If I were to ask you, what is the definition of influencer? You might say something along the lines of someone on YouTube or TikTok who has positioned themselves to be an expert in a certain area that has a massive number of followers. They set trends and have the power to affect many people at one time. According to this definition, you would most likely say that you're not an influencer. But did you know that you are an influencer, an even bigger influencer than you realize? Every single one of us are influencers. But before we dig into that, let's answer the question, what is influence? The definition of the word influence is the power to have an effect on people. Whether you realize it or not, you are an influencer because every time you come into contact with someone, you are influencing them in some way. It may be for good or it may be for bad. Even if you were to run into the grocery store, grab an item real quick, pay for the item and run out as fast as you possibly could, even in that little bit of time, you have influenced the people that you came into contact with on your way to that item in the grocery store and on your way out. Now, whether you had like this very super serious look on your face as you're going in and you're going out and people look at you and they're like, wow, she's kind of (laughs) rude. And you may not even be rude. You just may have a one track mind. Or if you walk in the store, you take your time. You've got a big smile on your face. You're asking people how they're doing. 
You're just encouraging those around you as you grab your item, you check out, you encourage the cashier on the way out, then you run out of the store. Now you've influenced people in a different way. But either way, you have influenced a lot of people. And by the way, I just encourage you, do that last one. (laughs) Try not to run into a place with a one-track mind because you miss a lot of opportunities that way. And I say this because I know I am one that like, I have my mindset on something and I have to intentionally tell myself, whoa, slow down, take a deep breath. There are people around you that God may have put in your path to make a difference in their life. So I have to tell myself that too, (laughs) but I cannot tell you how many times this started really after I became a Christian, I was working at a restaurant And I was just smiling all the time. God just did amazing work inside of me. And I was so excited to be born again and just so excited to be alive for the first time in my life. I can't tell you how many people came into that restaurant, looked at me and were like, why are you so happy? And I got to share with them what Jesus did on the inside of me. I got to tell them, well, this isn't the way it always was. You should have seen me before I met Jesus, because I was a mess. I was broken. There was nothing good about me. And now I have purpose. There's a reason I'm alive. This happens to me even today. Not too long ago, I had a lady who had spent time with my husband and I talk to me and say, you guys are so different. Why are you guys just happy all the time when everybody else is like going crazy? And they're just mean. Why are you guys like this? And that's an open door for us to share the good news of Jesus with these people. So I encourage you, take your time. Notice the people around you. Be different. Stand out. Be that influencer that God has called you to be. You are influencing the people around you. Now, I want you to look back on like your last week or maybe two weeks, and I want you to ask yourself, have I been using my influence for my own pleasure, only thinking about myself, or have I been using my influence to shine the light of Jesus in this dark world? If it's been just about you or your friends, there is no condemnation to you. (laughs) Just ask God for forgiveness. Lord, I am sorry for making it all about me. Lord, I want to shine the light of Jesus today in this dark world. And then if you're brave enough, I encourage you to ask God to give you people, to place people in your life that are an open door for you to share the love of Jesus with them. Lord, put people on my path so I can lead them to a relationship with you. It might be a little bit scary, but I encourage you to do it. In Matthew 5, 14, Jesus calls us the light of the world. He says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. This world is a dark place. And it needs your light. It is broken. It is without hope, just like I was before I made Jesus the Lord of my life. I want you to think about a light for a minute. What does light do? Well, it helps us to see in the darkness, right? So we don't hurt ourselves. Another thing that light does is it exposes what was hidden in the darkness. If you were to like drop a $20 bill on the ground in the dark, it's hard to see where that thing landed unless you turn on the light on your phone or turn the light switch on in the room that you're in, right? It exposes what was hidden in the dark. Light also converts darkness into light. 
No amount of darkness can stand up to the smallest amount of light. So when Jesus calls us a light of the world, that's what he's telling us to do, to reflect his light into this dark world, to use your light to help others see so they're not without hope anymore, to use your light to expose what was hidden in the darkness so now they can see truth and to see that their sins were killing them and now they can be free to convert the darkness into light. That is what God wants to use you to do. But how do you influence others at school? How do you shine your light to them without them influencing you? Or maybe you're homeschooled. How can you influence others in your community or even at church or in your youth ministry in a way that they don't influence you? So when I was in college, because I got saved my last year in high school, I made the mistake, and you might have too, but I didn't really know how to shine my light to people who didn't know Jesus and set boundaries. And so a lot of those people, especially one in particular that I'm going to share about in just a minute, really had an influence on my life that was negative. And so you might have been where I'm at, where you're trying to figure out, how do I navigate this? It's like that second question that was asked, how do I be nice to them without being best friends with them because they're not a good influence? Well, I had this problem and I did not know how to navigate this. There was a guy that I met in college and it wasn't anything romantic, no thoughts of dating him or anything like that. He was a good guy. I was shining my light to Jesus to him. And he tells me he's a Christian and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. But I didn't really ask him deep questions. Well, how was your relationship with God? What did you read in your Bible today? What church do you go to? I just took his word for it. He's a Christian. Okay, well, now we can hang out. Well, I didn't realize that he didn't really know what it meant to be a Christian. And even though I saw red flag after red flag after red flag, warning signs going off left and right, I did not stop to listen to those warning signs. I was like, okay, it's not a big deal. I can shine my light to him and this is good. Oh no, it wasn't. It was actually really, really bad. And it was a nightmare. Being around him, it took me from that place of joy and excitement and sharing Jesus with everybody to now I was turning inward. I felt depressed. I felt broken. I didn't feel that joy coming up from the inside of me anymore because he had such an influence on my life, it was pulling me away from God. So there's a balance. (laughs) And something I learned since that time was there are two types of friends. There are close friends and there are casual friends. Close friends are those that share the same beliefs as you. You can ask them how their walk with God is. You say, hey, you know, I'm dealing with something. And they're like, hey, let me pray for you right now. Those are close friends. You may or may not even have a lot in common with them, but you both love Jesus and you know you can trust that person. These are people that you want to spend most of your time with. These are the ones that you're going to text a lot. These are the ones that you're going to intentionally build friendships with. And you may be thinking, I don't really have anybody like that in my life. If that's the case, I encourage you take time to pray about it. Ask God, God, will you bring me friends who love you, friends who have the same heart for you that I have. And then every day until that time comes, and it might be a while, I watched my daughter do this. And it was like a year. I watched my son do this. And for him, it was like a month. (laughs) But thank God daily. God, I thank you that you're bringing me those friends. I thank you for it. 
And ladies, if you want a community and you don't really feel like you have one, that is what the SOAR coaching community is all about. We're about friendships. We're about fun. We're about growing in our walk with God. If you don't know about SOAR yet, mark your calendar for this Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and then go to uncommonteen.com. Click on the tab that says, have you joined the community? There's a tab on there where you can sign up to join our call. Then there is a second type of friend, and these are our casual friends. These may or may not know Jesus, but if they do, they don't really act like it. They're not good influencers. They don't necessarily share the same beliefs and values that you share, and they are not wanting to grow closer to God. With these friends, you don't want to spend a lot of time with them. If I knew this right here, it would have changed my life in college. You don't want to be texting them all day long because who you hang around is who you're going to be like. You may see these people in the hallway or around town and you can say hi to them, ask how they're doing, encourage them. If they have a problem, offer to pray for them. Let me tell you this too. If they have your phone number and they are texting you non-stop, ladies, I'm going to give you permission You do not have to reply to every text that they send. You can ignore them and that's okay. These people can pull you away from God if you're not careful. Just like the friend I was talking about in college. These are not friends that you want to invite to hang out with you unless you have a group of very strong Christian friends who are with you. And that's another thing. With that guy that was in college, Every time I invited him to hang out with my friends, he would not hang out with my friends. He would make an excuse. This is what I'm talking about. Red flags, warning signs. This guy is not good. But I didn't listen to him. (laughs) So now I'm going to answer the question, how do you stand out from the world? Number one, make sure that you are getting into the word of God every single day. Just as we talked about In the episode a couple weeks ago on how do you keep looking to God in the hard times, we talked about the armor of God and how the Bible is so key to standing strong against the enemy and his attacks. The way that you stand out from this world is making sure that you get into the word of God daily. That is your armor. That is your weapon to make sure that you are standing strong and this world doesn't influence you. The next thing I would encourage you to do is be in prayer. Your prayers are powerful. James 5.16 tells us that the prayers of a righteous person has much power. Your prayers are powerful, ladies. Pray that God places people along your path that you can shine the light of Jesus to. Pray that God gives you the eyes of compassion for those around you. They're doing those things because they're broken. They're hurting. They're without hope. Lord, give me a heart for these people so I can share the love of Jesus with them. And then the next thing I encourage you to do is talk to them, ask them questions, genuinely be interested and care about them. Romans 5, 5 says that God has given you his love. It's been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit so you can love others with the love of God. You don't even have to do it in your own strength. God has given you everything that you could ever need to love these people. And then as you're talking to them, listen more than you talk. Ask questions. Season with just a little bit of salt. Ask them how they're doing. They tell you some really good news. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, God is just good. Maybe they're walking through some challenge. 
hey, do you mind if I pray with you right now? And ladies, I know that takes a lot of boldness and I know that is scary, but do you know how much of a difference it can make in their life? I don't want you to get into perfection and think, I don't know how to pray with them. I don't know what to say. Just pray for their problem. Lord, you know what they're walking through. You know that they're having a challenge in this area. I just pray that you help them. I pray that you show them how much you love them. In Jesus' name, amen. That's simple. It doesn't have to be anything overly amazing. And then ask them, hey, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Has Jesus changed your life? And then ask them, you know, if you died tonight and you met Jesus face to face, why should he let you into heaven? And if they say anything other than, because Jesus is the Lord of my life, if they say I go to this church, if they say I'm a good person, if they said they've done good things, none of those things get you into heaven. The church you go to doesn't get you into heaven. The good things that you do don't get you into heaven. Being a good person doesn't get you to heaven. The only thing that gets you into heaven is being God's person. And the only way to be God's person is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So if they say any of those things, ladies are not Christians. And maybe you haven't known how to answer that question yourself. Maybe you're one that would say, well, I go to this church or I'm a whatever denomination you are. If you are answering that way, ask yourself, am I using that church to get to heaven or do I really have a relationship with Jesus? And if you don't, ladies, it's so easy. All you have to do is call out to him. If you want to know more about having a relationship with Jesus, go to uncommonteen.com, click on that tab in the lower right-hand corner of your screen that says, let's chat. And let me know. I would love to talk you through what that looks like. And I would love to pray with you so that you can receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But going back to sharing Jesus with those around us, share your story with them. Let them know what Jesus has done in your life. Let them know where you were before you made the decision to go all in with Jesus. Let them know how you made that decision and then what Jesus has done in your life afterwards. Everybody is looking for truth. They just don't realize that it's Jesus that they're actually looking for. Those people that are into drugs, those people that are having relationships that are not very good relationships with each other, if you know what I mean, they don't realize that the only love that can satisfy is the love of Jesus Christ in their life. So don't be afraid to share your story and then lead them to Jesus. Would you like to have a relationship with Jesus just like I do? And if they say yes, then pray with them. If you are on our email list this Friday, November 17th, I'm going to be sending out an email with an image that has the prayer of salvation so you can walk them through that prayer and know how exactly to lead them to Jesus. If you are not yet on the email list, head on over to uncommonteen.com and put your email in that little box that's next to don't miss a thing. When you put your email in there and your name in there, you are automatically on our email list and you will get that email too. Now, if you're listening after November 17th, still sign up to be on our email list so you don't miss our future emails, but then go to that let's chat button at the bottom and let me know, hey, can you send me the salvation prayer? And I would love to send that to you as well. Another way that you can stand up from this world is to not be afraid to stand up for truth in your schools. I heard a story just this last week from one of my son's friends, who goes to a public school, and the high school teacher was making them write a paper that was outright against Christianity. This is a good time to stand for truth, because if it goes against what you believe, then you can stand up and say, no, this infringes on my rights, because I don't believe this. Now, you want to do that in a way that's respectful, but talk to your teacher, say, hey, I don't believe this. Is there another assignment that I can do instead? 
And if the teacher doesn't listen to you and your teacher makes you do whatever project that you're supposed to be doing that's against what you believe, go to the principal next and let the principal know. If the principal doesn't do anything, go to the school board next. You have a right to what you believe and they cannot tell you any different. Be bold, but be respectful. Don't get mad and don't let your emotions get in the way. Another question that came in this week that actually isn't on influence, but it goes along with this topic is from Saren. I hope I'm saying your name right. But she says, I brought a Bible into school and everyone was staring at me, asking me what I needed it for. What do I do? I would encourage you to be excited about your Bible. I would say something along the lines of, are you kidding me? This is like the most important book that anybody can read. It changed my life. I would start there. Just genuinely be excited. Will you make people mad? Probably. (laughs) But don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Don't be ashamed of carrying your Bible. You are a light in this world. Be excited about it. Ladies, you have so much influence. You don't even realize what God wants to do in your life. It's so much bigger than you could possibly ever realize. God is with you while you're influencing this world. And so I want to end with this quote by C.S. Lewis. It says, don't shine so that others can see you. Shine so that through you, others can see Jesus. All right, ladies, I hope that this episode helped you. Now I want you to repeat after me and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, don't forget to sign up for the SOAR informational call this Friday night. We're doing this every Friday night through the month of November, and we would love to have you on. This is a call where you will learn more about SOAR. I'll even show you what the SOAR community actually looks like. To get signed up for that call, all you have to do is go to uncommonteen.com, click on the tab that says, have you joined the community and get signed up there. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we will see you back here next time.